Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the fourth in a series of episodes on common misunderstandings of strategy. Last time, we discussed the temptation to confuse our mission and goals with strategy. Today, we'll discuss the confusion between strategy and business model. A business model is the way an organization produces and provides a good or service to customers or beneficiaries while generating sufficient income to sustain and strengthen the organization. For-profit businesses will likely receive most of their income directly from providing a good or service to customers. Nonprofit organizations will likely receive most of their income indirectly by providing a good or service to beneficiaries, but financially supported by donors. The clearest way I've found to understand a business model is to use the business model canvas developed by the firm Strategizer. You'll find it easily if you search business model canvas online. The canvas presents business models in a way that allows us to see that they have several of the elements of strategy, which makes the confusion of strategy and business model understandable. First, we can see that we have to make deliberate choices about which customers or beneficiaries we'll serve, which of their needs we'll address, how we'll acquire the resources we need to address those needs, by what means we'll generate sufficient income, and so on. Second, and more important, we can see that the different parts of our business model must fit together into a whole that produces more than it consumes. That is, a whole that amounts to more than the sum of its parts. Finally, in a weak or indirect way, our business model allows us to understand that not all activities can be a productive part of the larger whole, so we can see what we should exclude, what we should not be doing. Nevertheless, a business model alone lacks two of the essential elements of strategy, difference and indirection. We can't know whether our business model design is likely to succeed until we've articulated and committed to what will make our organization distinctive. There's nothing about choosing a set of activities and fitting them together that, on its own, will lead us to conduct different activities or to conduct the same activities differently than other organizations. In other words, even the best business model design won't make us unique unless we've decided how we'll be unique in advance of designing our business. Of course, during our strategy development, we may have to refine our idea of what will make us unique in response to whatever limitations we encounter in our business model. But we won't even be able to recognize limitations if we haven't already committed to a certain approach. Moreover, Nothing about business model design on its own prevents blindness 
to the challenges involved in reaching potential customers or beneficiaries effectively. Very often, the most direct, sensational, and high-profile approaches to a market or social problem impose the greatest costs on an organization. We need to have considered alternative, indirect approaches before designing our business model. Otherwise, we can't know what precisely our business model should be designed to accomplish. My suggestion for today is, think about whether your organization's structure and systems were designed after decisions about what makes your work unique or whether your organization is simply hoping that its business model will somehow achieve its goals. At least a business model is comprehensive, but organizations often behave as though their strategy can be reduced to a single key activity, and this will be our topic next time. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.